Kraft cheese and macaroni. It's like your favorite macaroni in a pactorina only. Look who's playing guitar only. It's Cheezosaurus Rex. While they dig your video, me once you're out of that phony. New York to California, plus your CD went gold only. It's crazy pandemonium inside the special moment. Cheezosaurus Rex. Looks good. Check. Everything looks great. Everything is great. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, everything's always good. Everything's always good. <laughs> welcome to Demo Listen, where everything's always good. Everything's great. Hi, welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan, the ever bright and sunny host of your hardcore show. Well, you're the brighter, sunnier one than me. I know, and that's not saying a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so uh, we do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we are not striving to be professional critics, tastemakers, or make objective value judgments here. We're just putting stuff in front of you, encouraging you to interact with it. If you like something, even if we do not like it, go ahead and buy a record. Go ahead and see the band. Buy a t-shirt. Have a good time with it. We don't care. It's not hurting us at all. Um, the format of the show is very simple as well. We got 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. And we talk about them and that's all there is to it. Um, so up top this week, I don't have a whole lot of stuff. I just you, you, got a couple shout outs. Give, give a couple shout outs. I was going to shout out Gwen and Blind Rage Records, yeah. both the label and the physical locale. Um, my new band, Colossal Man, played our second show last night uh, at Blind Rage in Dayton, Ohio, with a couple other Fort Wayne bands, uh, Feet Aside, Moloch, Death Tax, <laughs> and then Gwen's new band, Condensed Flesh, Jeez, opened up. It was a whole fort wayne it, cavalcade it was the fort wayne takeover yeah Moloch and feet aside were doing like a little weekend run together anyway and i think death tax was doing like a little weekender and uh and gwen just invited us all out to play so it was a good time shows there we played parasitic twins played a show there um yeah we played with uh decroyton yeah the crosses wow, right the cross. yes um and then my band killstrip city has played a show there before and it seems like every show that I've played there in my various bands. It always packs out. Like I always turn up and I'm like, Oh, I hope that this is good. And then a bunch of people turn up and it's cool. Last night packed out. Uh, people had fun. It was a good time. Gwen does a whole lot for the Dayton music scene in general. For some reason, she believes very much in the projects that uh, Nate and I do and that I do and has released several of my projects and is always down to book our bands. And it's very cool. Um, additionally, I wanted to shout out my buddy, Luke, uh, Luke Pamer, or his professional working name, Luke LeCount, um, who makes music videos and listens to the show. He really liked Sam Seeger, who he had on the last show, yeah. who we also really liked. I really liked him. And he lives in New York. Luke lives in New York. So Luke reached out to him, and now he's doing a music video for him. Wow, look at that. So there you go. And I think Luke plans to reach out to some more people who do music or who he's heard on the show that live in the general area. So if you live in New York and you want some music videos done, Luke does really good work, and he's right there, and he's fucking affordable, and he's got a great portfolio. He's done work for... Uh, young gov on run for cover records so you know what i mean he's got a nice he's got a nice working relationship with some real deal indie labels and then uh lastly i just wanted to shout out will from enforced who plays guitar for that band and evidently is a fan of this show and reached out to me last uh last week and said hey on the last episode you said that indiana and the midwest are cool right now 
and enforced his plan out that way in May, and uh, we want to play at the Bug House. Yeah. So I booked Century Media recording artists enforced at the Bug House on May 19th. Yeah, we can't fuck around, right? We can't fuck around. We got to we gotta really put our best foot forward with that one, no I think. No broken glass on this show. <laughs> no, no, bro- no broken glass, no, f- no fucked up PA systems, um, nothing but our best behavior. Yeah, you know? we got to roll out the red carpet. Yes, exactly. That's right. We got to do, do our best so that we can continue to tap the depths of the the semi-major metal label roster community, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? But for real, thanks to Will for, uh, for hitting me up about that. That show is going to be nuts. And, uh, it's, it's just another, another show on an increasingly cool lineup of shows that I have going on at the bug house this year. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got this week. I okay. got, I have nothing fun to update people about personally. You well, know, how I mean? was the show? You didn't say how the show went. You just, I said did. I said fun. it was cool. I said it was packed out and people had fun. All right. That's the, you know, there's not much, there's not much else to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing it, without any sort of, uh, particularly like outstanding antics performed by either uh, a band or a participant in the show. Yeah. There's not much to report. It was a good time. It was well attended. Okay. You know, sounds good. Yeah. All right. What about you? Anything? I sat in the basement and played video games since we last talked. Yeah. Worked. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay. I uh, I don't think, aside from, aside from, aside from uh, the people I work with and yeah. Tiff, I don't think I actually talked to another human being other than you this past week. Okay. Sometimes it's just like that. Yeah. Sometimes it needs to be like that. It does need to be like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, oh, I, I, I should know we're missing something tonight. To do this podcast. Yeah. We're missing Flogging Molly. Oh, wow. And Anti-Flag. Wow, what a bummer. At the Clyde Theater. Dang. My dad texted me and said, you seeing Flogging Molly tonight? I said, I sure as fuck am not. I don't think I've ever heard that band. It's bad, dude. Well, I know it's bad. It's bad. I don't <laughs> need to be told it's bad. I mean, I, 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 I've I, never heard the band, yeah. but uh, I know that it's not good because of the name and also just the general sort of my impression of them based yeah. on... Who likes them and yeah. that. It's really intolerable music. I yeah. heard it, I heard it when I was probably fourteen mm-hmm. and was pretty enthralled with it. What so is I, it like? Is it like the, like the the fucking the what what is the fucking the fucking the, uh, the Pogues? No, the fucking um the Sam Adams beer band. Um, the first four seven inches are Dropkick really Murphys. Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, but it's much worse. Yeah, I would say it's like it's similar in that it's like you know. Uh, like Celtic punk kind of thing, but it's like, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's really intolerable. It's really intolerable stuff. And uh, I like a couple Is it like Gogol Bordello. Yes, yeah, kind of. Sure, yeah. it's it's in the it's in the same general family of shit that like there isn't a real person that listens to that over the age of like sixteen. You know what I'm saying? Like as a kid, I I, I, I can under see, the age of sixteen. You mean no? Like like I would say under the age of sixteen. There are kids like myself who could be enthralled with the novelty of a thing like that. And post the age of 16, 17 years old, if you still listen to that stuff and actively engage with it, I think you're an NPC. I don't think you're like a... I yeah. don't think you're a player character. You yeah. know what I mean? You're just you're just put here by the you're put here by the fucking DM to just to walk your little routines and just present the appearance of a living of a living human. Yeah, I've never heard the Pogues. I love the fucking. Don't give pogues. a shit about them. I love the. Here's pogues. the thing. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. You, the thing about the Pogues is, if you don't have a pre-existing connection with them, like from your youth or something, they're never a band that I would recommend 
just being like, you know, you should try out the punks. <laughs> like if you're an adult, they're a singular band. They're an example for me of a band who did a thing that worked one exactly one time and like should never even be explored in passing ever again. They did it. It was good. And that's it. Nope. I remember seeing a picture of the, what is Shane, Shane McGowan, Shane McGowan with all his missing teeth with all his missing teeth. And then he had like a rose clenched in his teeth. Yeah. That's the last, that's the last fucking thing I want to see. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at, actually, I think I might rather see that instead of Gogol Bordello. Cause I'm looking at pictures of them right now. I saw Gogol Bordello. Oh, you did? Live. <laughs> yes, when I was like 17. Well, look at these rascals. In Chicago. It was uh, it was not cool, man. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Is that what Gogol Bordello looks like? That that's that's the main guy there on the left. That guy. Yeah, like, I don't know. His name's like Alexei something sure or whatever. You know, he's like a, I don't know, Ukrainian or he's, he's, so, he's from, he's an immigrant from some Eastern Bloc country. Right. And what he chose to do with his new life here in America is start. Gogol Bordello. He's making money. He is making money. Look at us. He's doing a lot better than us. Yeah. I'm I'm 33 years old and thinking about trying to get a part-time job at a record store. He's making the records that I'm going to have to sell to fucking morons in the record store. Right. You know, so. Who's laughing last? Yes, it's definitely the weird guy from Gogol Bordello. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. You know what? Folk. Mm -hmm. Put folk in it. I'm not interested at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've covered that before. All right, well, on that note, then, if you got nothing else, um, and now that we've lamented the fact that we're going to do our duty tonight instead of going to see our two favorite bands, Flogging Molly and Anti-Flag. I have never heard an Anti-Flag song either. You have, because I played it for you on a Patreon episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I hated it. I brought in, like, the Kill, Kill, Kill 7-inch or something. Yeah. Um, I like some of the early stuff in, in the sense that I have a pre-existing, like, childhood connection to it. But I, I mean, it's been literal years since I've, like, actively revisited it, like, yeah on purpose other than for that episode. And I was like, Oh yeah, I will. I'll never listen to this again, probably. Yeah. And I saw them live in much smaller rooms many, many years ago and, uh, and lived out my little childhood, teenage punk rock fantasies. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have no need to ever see him again. Okay. So the cue for this evening, let's, uh, let's see what we got. We got a nice varied spread, I think. So, uh, first up we have got, uh, well, we had, we had something. Oh yes, here it is. Here it is. Um, I met, I think I fucked up already. I'm, I'm fairly certain because I don't think I wrote down the first thing. And then I think I added an, an additional thing. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No. Okay. It's just out of order. I'm so stupid and dumb. I should just, <laughs> I should just quit. You're still I, riding high from that show last night. I know. I'm just, my brain's all scrambled yeah. from the high of fronting a hardcore band. Yeah. Okay. So first up, we have got Tombstone with To the Existence of Light. This is a band from Jakarta, Indonesia. It was sent in by Ian. Ian sent in like three different Indonesian bands. So, and they are all black metal bands of different types. This is just the first one that popped up. So I picked that out. But uh, in the coming episodes, we may have some more Indonesian black metal. It seems like Ian was on a kick this week. Um, then next up, we have got the band Human Animal. This was sent in by Eric, who plays in the band. He uh, has been listening to the show for a grip, he says. I don't um, have that in mind. What's that? Human Animal? Nope. Um, it the, doesn't matter. It's next, right? Yeah, I'll send you. Human Animal. Human Animal, yes. I'll send, it, I'll send it to you if the... Uh, if, if the dice favors it. Okay. Um, but uh, so he has been listening to the show for some time. He says, um, we can get into it more if we land on this band, but uh, Eric played bass in Brothers Keeper okay. for like the entire duration of, mm-hmm. the, of that band. And I think there was another member of Brothers Keeper that's also in this band. Okay. And also some members of bands that I don't like. 
However, I do really like Brothers Keeper a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people can't get past Mike Ski's vocals. It's kind of uh, tough. It can be kind of tough, but I really love those first two uh, Brothers Keeper uh, LPs a lot. Um, then we have got uh, Chevalier Scrog, who we have had on the show before. Yeah, I, I saw this, and I'm like, damn it. We already had this on. Yeah. And uh, we're dipping our toes back into uncertain waters again. Back in. I mean, it's bound to happen at yeah. this point. It's just part and parcel. To I want to shake that rep, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're not... I don't think we're shaking the rim. <laughs> so uh, this is Brethren, Releg Brethren Relegatus. Um, this was sent in by Ryan, who I believe sent in Chevalier Scrog to us the first time as well. Then we have got Retirement with Bleed City. This was sent in by John. Um, this is uh, a new release on Iron Lungs. So he said, you know, that speaks for itself, which I tend to agree with. Mm -hmm. Then we have got The Touch with Saved By. This was sent in by Jake. This is his friend's band. I think he said they're based out of Mansfield, Ohio. And he simply said that he guesses they sound like the Ramones, which like doesn't actually tell me anything about the band. It could go one of two ways with that. Well, that sort of description either means it's going to really kick ass mm -hmm. or it's going to be the kind of stuff that <coughs> fully just washes over me and, and exits my brain yes. you know, immediately. Then we have got Evil Tree with Moon Maniac, which I like the name of that. <laughs> I like the name evil, of that record. Did, did we have Evil Tree on here before? I don't think that we did, no. Mm. We certainly didn't have this release because I, I don't recall the artwork or anything. Yeah. Um, we've had stuff from Neon Taste on here before. Well, certainly. I know that. I've got a bunch of Neon Taste yeah, stuff. Reliable. But, but I don't think that we've had Evil Tree on here. All right. uh, this was sent in by Sam. Then we have got uh, Intimidation with their promo 2023. This was sent in by the one, the only... Reuter, Reut Dog, James Reuter, Indianapolis fucking legend. He moved a long time ago. Um, I don't know where he's living now, but I know he's playing in a new band and stuff. I had no idea that he listens to, listened to the show. He doesn't use social media as far as I'm aware or anything. So I lost touch with him quite a few years ago, and it was really nice to see uh, his name pop up in the emails this week. So oh, He doesn't play in this band. He does not play in this band, no. Um, this is a new band featuring the vocalist from The Dusters, and then also Keith, who plays uh, bass in Restraining Order, among, like, I think Keith is in, like, 10 bands, mm -hmm. like, genuinely. Uh, this is his new band as well. I think he's playing bass or guitar in this. He's Yeah, he's playing bass in this. Okay. Uh, so it's, you know, it's an oi band. Take a look. Sure. Then we have got Distant Fear with their self-titled release. This is a metal band from New Zealand. And uh, this was sent in by Matt, who lives in New Zealand. Lucky bastard. Indeed. I'm interested to see what a metal band from New Zealand has to say about the world. Um, well, Diocletian, nothing good. That's true. Yeah, Diocletian has nothing good to say. That's correct. Uh, then we've got Guiding with Will. Um, this was sent in by Pete. Um, he described it as some Japanese stuff that he thinks deserves a lot more attention. The description for this on this page has me has me very confused, but if we land on it, then I will get into that. And uh, then last up, we have got Bit with their self-titled four song. I don't know if they're calling this an EP or a demo or what, but this is our buddy Matt, uh, formerly of Toledo, uh, now of Cleveland. I think he just recently moved, and this is uh, a new band of his that he sent our way. Okay. So let's roll the dice. Four. All right, four is Retirement with Bleed City. So uh, this is the thing about it being on Iron Lung is that it is certainly... It is certainly revealing in terms of quality, but not necessarily not necessarily what you're going to get in terms of sound because Iron Lung puts out a surprisingly diverse array of stuff. Yeah, John suggested the song "Suffer the Law." Um, he said that was his favorite on here, so we're going to listen to "Suffer the Law" by Retirement off of Bleed City.
we just heard the song Suffer the Law by Retirement off of Bleed City, a band who I should know, I guess, I guess according to this ex-members of Roster, boasts a, uh, a well-practiced group of individuals. Yeah, you know? members of Criminal Damage, yep. uh, Troll, Ossuarium. Yep. Yeah. How'd you like that? Uh, I liked it. Um, I liked it was underneath all the fucking hiss and noise and awfulness, mm-hmm. pretty strong straightforward stompy hardcore with a yeah. little bit of a fast one two one two part in the middle there you know yeah um the one two one two part probably mostly because of the hiss and the production almost could have basically been like a fucking metal like black metal or something sure um but yeah i, I dug this i thought this was pretty good um i'm curious though <coughs> pardon me <coughs> I ate a bunch of really cheesy mac before we recorded it's perfect time to do it yeah. right before you go on i mean it's it's what they actually call that in entertainment circles is the broadcaster's secret. It's called it's called cheesing the chords. Yeah, cheesing the chords. That's another term for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey used to do it a lot. <laughs> she used to cheese the cheese chords. chords all yep, the that's time. how she'd hit those highs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what were you saying? Um I was looking at the description, you know, uh, the, the the write up for the band and all that stuff, you yeah. know, harsh guitars, all the tags at the bottom. Sure. Um punk, right? Mm-hmm. Hard garage. Okay. I don't know. It's a new one on me. Yeah, that's a new one. That's a new one for me too. Right? It's yeah. mostly cold sweat and retirement. If you click on that, yeah. Um, noise rock and so forth. Yeah, I, I wonder what the rest of it sounds like. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, because this was pretty straightforward. Yes. Um, but I think there's a potential for some really nastiness, some really nasty abrasive shit in here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping like somewhere in some of these tracks is something that's not so, I guess, bog standard underneath the filth. Sure. Yeah, I felt pretty similarly. I liked this. I liked the production and the noisiness of this for sure. To me, I think it's going to be a very obvious point of comparison. I think this this makes me feel a little bit warm because it brings me back to the late aughts and the wave of youth attack stuff that I was really into during that time, like Salvation and Cult Ritual and Squirm. And the thing about those bands and the culture around them was... I think the the contingent of people that was really, really on Youth Attack's dick at that time had false beliefs about those bands, which is that they were, it, it's the whole mysterious guy hardcore thing, right? And like there was, to me, this erroneous assumption that they were doing things that were actually deviating from the norm and that were challenging, et cetera. But by and large, if you go back and li- listen to a lot of that stuff, it is... Also, pretty stompy, bog-standard hardcore with some fast, maybe bordering on, like, black metal influences here and there, but mostly is just, like, dressed up in low production values, yep. uh, less accessible aesthetic presentation. I was, was going to say, a lot, of that, a lot of that interpretation, I think, comes out of, if not the production, certainly the aesthetic and yep. how the band would portray itself. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So this very much reminded me of that wave of stuff, which I liked a whole lot. Um, but I didn't buy into the the smoke and mirrors around it. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I, I saw it for what it was even then. I didn't think it was like particularly challenging or unique. I just thought it was good, solid, hardcore with a kind of interesting presentation. This is a little less novel in today's kind of uh, in the marketplace of hardcore ideas just because everything is immediately accessible at all times and mm-hmm. any form that you like, you can find somebody doing a very, very good rendition of it. Um, so this has the potential to get kind of lost in the mix just because there's so much good stuff out there, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely going to dive into this and see how I like it because there was nothing at all about this that I disliked. I thought it was really, really solid. Um, 
I will spend time with the entire record and, and see if it pulls me in more. Yeah. All right. What's next? Nine. Okay. Nine is Bit. So you, uh, this is our buddy Matt's band. Um, he sent this in previously. The dice, the, the dice did not favor it. I don't think it actually even made it in the queue. Um, so, uh, so yeah, let's listen to some bit. He suggested the third song. God damn you, Matt. You suggested a, an over five-minute long song mm. where you had two songs up front that were like two and a half minutes long. This is the one that they have queued up to play as well. Mm. I will say, can I just say real yeah. real quick about this? And this is not, this is not an indictment of bit, right? Because lots of bands do this, but it seems counterintuitive to me. Um, when you, when you put out a release, I guess like, I guess it depends on how you want your release to be consumed. So I was about to make a kind of a broad statement and I'll pull it back a little bit. I'll walk it back a little bit before I make it. I was just going to say like, you're, you might want to lead with a strong track. Like to me, at least my philosophy is like open, open, strong, right? Get it, get them immediately. Right. But depending upon the type of music that you're playing, perhaps the intro is more of a mood setting thing. Maybe it's easing you in into it. But for me, if I push play on a CD or a tape, or I put a record on, I would like to be captured in some way by the first track, even if it's not necessarily representative of what's about to happen or it's easing you in or it's just an intro track or whatever. And there are plenty of ways in sequencing stuff on Bandcamp to make that clear. I don't know, man. I just put the put a good track first on your record sequence. You know what I mean? I don't know. And again, this is not on bit. Tons of bands do this because they pick yeah. a song they think like this is the banger. Well, there's like there's like checkpoints, right? Like yeah. you don't wanna you don't wanna lead I don't think you want to lead with like your three strongest tracks no, on like a, you know a six or seven song sure. EP. Sprinkle them in, yeah. Sprinkle them in. You no want doubt. like checkpoints along the way. But I would, I, I think reliably, at least with my personal philosophy about a sequencing music, I would like the first song on my on my record, whatever it is, whatever kind of record I'm making, to be at least one of the bangers. You know what I mean? Start with at least one of the bangers yeah. you have. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We're but we're we're gonna listen to what Bit thinks we should hear. Okay. So we're gonna listen to Daily Acts of God by Bit off their self titled release. Thank you. 
All right, we just heard the song Daily Acts of God by Bit off their self-titled four-song debut release. How'd you like that? That really grew on me. Yeah, me too. By the man. end of that, first off, that did not feel like a five-minute and 14-second song, song as we were sitting here. It did not. Um, and it really build, built up and grew on me. Yeah. When it first came in, I thought, hmm, like... Initially, I thought, oh, this is a little thin, a little underproduced, yeah. like maybe like come my fanatics, sort of sure. like Electric Wizard. Yeah. But that's not at all. Like, I was totally wrong. That's not at all what that was going for. Right, yeah. This was like a much more, like, noisy, uh, it says stoner, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Much more of sort of like a noisy stoner rock akin to like, and I'm probably I'm swinging way out in right field here, but like almost like a fudge tunnel or like rabies cast or something. One hundred percent. No, I think that's fully in. That's fully in Matt's purview. You know? Totally. Yeah. Like, I as soon as I heard Matt and I like first off, he sounded fucking good. He sounds Everything really sounded good on this. Yeah. Yeah. He, he sounded sounds really, really fucking good. good. Yeah. And I was like, God, this track reminds me of a fucking song. Who was the band? Yeah, it was Rabies Cast. They yeah. had like you know a couple good releases, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, this was fucking sick, man. This sounds like it would be on like a doom stoner comp from like 2004 yeah that was featuring like chicago bands or something for sure yeah and and like there's plenty of that there's like plenty of desert rock in this in this too like there's some of that dna in there um and obviously matt is like maybe the biggest single melvin's fan that i know yeah, for sure and there's plenty of that in here as well so you know the putting aside the fact dear listeners as you might presume that i have some bias here matt is is a, a guy that is very near and dear to my heart i really love the guy i've known him for a long time he's a close friend one of my favorite people on earth but i'm pretty good at not letting that poison my mind uh in, no. when it comes to somebody's art or their music or right their album. right 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 in fact many friends that make music will often come to me and say, give me, give me a real one, you know? And I'll say, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like about it. Right. I am not afraid to say something that my friend made is not to my taste or even straight up bad. Mm -hmm. Doesn't I, I'm confident that anybody who's been in my life for that long is not going to get their feelings hurt by me saying, yeah, I think this sucks, but Hey, right. They're, they're a good dude. You know, right. I thought this fucking really, really ruled. I think I'm in the exact same camp as you. When it came in, I wasn't like, I wasn't out by any means. I just wasn't quite sold yet. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm interested to see where this goes. And as it go, as it went, I was sucked deeper into it. I think that sticking on that same sort of basic sonic motif and just kind of like circling around it and then returning to it repeatedly worked really well. Doing things like just switching the tempo up a little bit, but kind of sticking right. with that same core riff. Right. In many applications, that's a formula that does, does not work and can get really boring. That's a simple riff. I mean, I think anybody that plays guitar for any length of time could, could potentially write that riff in their sleep. However, it worked really fucking well. Right. It was really, really catchy. It got the job done 100%. Matt's vocal delivery here was really solid. All the tones were great. I know Matt is like into fucking vintage gear and pedals and stuff. And the dude has a collection of just like music and subculture ephemera that I'm jealous of. The dude owns a lot of cool stuff, including cool pedals and cool basses and guitars and shit like right. that. Um, I know Evan who plays drums in this band is also similarly nerdy about music and shit. So everything sounded great here. It was put together. Well, I'm sold on it. I thought it was really fucking good. And the lyrics were like appropriately negative for mm -hmm. what this was. Um, yeah, there's nothing about this I didn't like. I was I yeah. was totally on board by the end of this song. Pretty sick. 
Pretty sick, man. Good job, Matt. All right, what's next? Seven. All right, Seven is Distant Fear from New Zealand with their self-titled release. This band has been around since it looks like 2019. Uh, they have a release called Mortal Mortal Column in 2019, and then that came out in October of that year. So I'm I'm gonna assume like everybody else on Earth, they have a a year and a half long window there where things just stopped happening for them yeah. because their next release comes out in April of 2021, and then this just dropped. Um, looks like in February 24th of last year. So it's been technically just over a year, but like we, it made the cutoff mark in terms of submission. Um, so, uh, this is just a single five and a half minute long song. Let's, uh, let's hear it. We're going to hear distant fear. Um, a single track also entitled distant fear. So we're going to hear distant fear by the band distant fear, but not off the release distant fear. Cause it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's a compilation track. Yeah. Right? Okay.
right, we just heard the song "Distant Fear" by the band Distant Fear off of a uh, off of a compilation appearance, and uh, they haven't done anything since then. I also, it's like I feel a little bit cheated by this, just because you know already it was a little over the year mark, but again, I gave it some leeway because of the submission t- mm-hmm. time, right? But mm-hmm. additionally, this is from the same session that produced uh, the songs on a reminder of death in April of 2021, and then oh yeah, and and. That's just two songs that they released on that that are both right over the four-minute mark. And then their only other release from October of 2019 is only three songs that all clock in around four and six minutes. They got six songs. They got six songs over the course of, at this point, like four years. Um, And this song that we just heard is from something that was written and recorded like two full years ago now. But it is like 40 minutes of music. So it's like 10 minutes of music a year. Right, yeah. Compared to a lot of the hardcore bands? Sure, it's kind of comparable. But yeah, I guess that's what you have to ask yourself. Are we going on a, a per minute or a per song basis? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, I guess it's hard to say. That said, I did really like this. I, I kind of, uh, I feel like a little bit bummed that for the precise reason that I just outlined that there's not that much for me to dig into here. Cause no. I did, I did enjoy this quite I a bit. Really, and I really wanted this to go somewhere else. Like sure this, I like this track a lot. We're three for three. Yeah. Right. But this felt like it was mood building. And then this should just seamlessly flow into something else. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It just sort of like rips you apart. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And sure. it just kind of ended. Yeah. This in isolation <laughs> is kind of a, a bummer not now, because it's bad it's really good it but. is the last track on the comp that it's on that's cool okay right so. on that might be a, a, a cool crushing way to end yeah, your, end yeah. your compilation yeah i thought this was really good it's also not immediately it, it, it doesn't immediately bring to mind a lot of other bands you know what i mean certainly it's in the wheelhouse of plenty of other stuff that i like but upon listening to this i wasn't like oh yeah they're pulling from this, 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 and this right. immediately, which I always enjoy. And is also, you know, is more likely to occur within the scope of like really extreme metal just because A, you get people who are typically playing at a level above uh, entry level metal or punk or hardcore stuff who simply have more ideas and like skills with which to enact those ideas. And there's just a hugely broad palette of stuff to draw from in the metal world. So I think one thing that I really am liking about current metal, there's plenty of stuff that is revivalist in nature that's focusing on uh, bringing back sounds and recreating them perfectly from a particular era or even sometimes a particular geographic scene. Doing genre studies. But conversely, there's a lot of stuff out right now that feels fairly novel and even if i can identify various sources from which certain components of the sound are originating i think like extreme metal death metal black metal this kind of stuff is one of the last places in guitar music where i can still feel if not challenged overtly that i'm getting something a little bit novel yeah like the genre studies are fun for sure i like i like plenty of them just fine they're not the ones that stick around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Typically not, right? Yeah. Generally so, speaking. I thought this was really sick, man. Yeah, I thought this was good. I'm going to listen to the other five songs that this band has and yeah. imagine that they're all on one release. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I was looking them up on, on Discogs, um, and at least the first um, the first release... Mortal Column. Mortal Column. Mm-hmm. Um, it says uh, uh, Crust. Okay. So... so that might, if, if they are indeed coming from a crust background, mm-hmm. that might sort of inform a little bit of what we just heard. Agreed, for sure. Because you can, if if that is the case, yeah, you can hear some 
some some of crust of the epic variety mm-hmm. in this 100 like this is not and this is a hyper local reference but if you've listened for a long time you probably have a, a general idea of the kind of bands that used to play at the harrison house this is a band that 100 i could have seen in the harrison house basement probably a cut above most of the bands that i was seeing there but in terms of the yeah. sonic reference points black car hearts shit yeah yeah 100 yeah so yeah i dug the shit out of this i want to listen to the rest of it yeah uh I, i'm i really like the the artwork especially on mortal column yeah. and the other previous release mm-hmm. uh a reminder of death yeah um i guess one of the guys in the band the guitar and vocalist he is an um a, a working artist oh cool right on. designing a bunch of uh, a bunch of bands shit like when you go to his discogs and look at uh all the different all the different, uh, I guess, visual work he's done. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive, actually. Right on. That's cool. Uh, I should also note, before we move on, this is two of the three things that we've heard tonight. Guess who's had a little finger in the pie? Wilk, always. Wilk, dude. Wilk Chamberlain, Willie Killy. That's so... This is from the same session uh-huh. as A Reminder of Death, right? Yep. Also mastered by Will Killingsworth. Yeah, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Um... Mortal Column on the too. same date, first of January to twenty twenty. Uh huh. If that oh one oh seven or the the seventh of January two thousand twenty. Uh huh. Just put it on one. Yeah, sure. Why not? If what it's are you all... holding back for? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Maybe they were like, "Okay, guys, this is it. We're never gonna write more songs than this. Let's just dole them out. <laughs> Let's God just sprinkle them out." Because, like, also. I ain't buying this from New oh, Zealand. No, of course. If all not. six of these tracks are on one, yeah. I'm thinking hard about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, I'm gonna look and see if any like stateside distributors yeah. have a copy of but it. But you know damn well you never see this stateside when you're just spitting no. out one and two songs at a time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm both happy and disappointed with Distant Fear. Yeah. They make good music, but they don't make a whole lot of it. You fuckers. You fucking ass. well, you know why? Because yeah. they live in New Zealand. They got better things to fucking I'm do. I'm telling you what. The last thing I would do is be in a fucking band <laughs> if I lived in New Zealand. Oh, shit, dude. Literally, like, Josh and I were, like, standing outside of Blind Rage last night. And, the set, like I said, the set went well. We had a good time. It was, it was great. Yeah, but that particular area of Dayton, too, mm-hmm. is like, oh, my God. Josh was like, we were talking about, like, the idea of, because uh, this has been something I've kind of, I talked with you about it the other day. And, like. The idea of having very esoteric personal goals and essentially betting on yourself and just feeling confident enough in your own abilities that you know that you're you're making or at least capable of making stuff that's on par with things that your peers have made and yeah. contemporaries have made that have succeeded much more than the stuff you've made. Yeah. And just hoping that luck and right place, right time will eventually make one of those things succeed enough right. that it can be like it can at least kind of help you subsist a right. little bit. And, and Josh was like, well, what else could we do? And I like looked around us and I was like, what else are we ever going to do? Right. And you know, he's like, cause he was like, is this it for us? Is this what we do forever? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, what else is there? Yeah. This is look, look around you, dude. Right. Yeah. Had the misfortune to be born in the fucking Rust Belt. Yeah. Right. Now, if we were in. It could have been worse. Oh, it could be way worse. But now, if we were in New Zealand, do you think we'd be like, all right, boys, it's a Saturday night. Let's pack it up and drive. Last time I went down there and we spent a month, you know, just driving around, checking shit out, doing what all the fucking tourists do, living in a van, right? Yeah. Yo, this is what every goddamn fucking day (laughs) looked like. Yeah, dude. Right. 
This yeah. is what every goddamn fucking day looked like. Look at these pictures. Yeah, dude. It looks fake. It's not. Yep. <laughs> There's not a chance, man. There's not a chance I'd be playing in distant fear. I'd be playing in the ocean, wiggling my little toes for right. ho- for, for seahorses. Right. I'd be living <laughs> out of a fucking van. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? dude. Yeah, so. Look you at know. that. I guess I really can't hold it against distant fear for having better shit to do with their time. It's got to be hard to maintain that energy down there. I, I think I mean, it legitimately I mean, would you be. You really have to hate Christ. Yeah, to, for to sure, dude. Metal band and music. No doubt, dude, because every, every day when I wake up, there's new fuel for me. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. It's a bit, every time I go right. in public, I see an enemy. Right. You know, I see an enemy right. set against a gray backdrop of fucking right. post-industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I There's constant new right. fuel in the flames right. of my hate right in new zealand i'd wake up every morning just it's so excited to jump out of bed and see what the day's yeah, bringing I know. me you know i know what mountain range can i explore today you know right. <laughs> what beautiful one-of-a-kind geographic feature can i immerse myself in today? Or, you know even if i gotta go to work and deal with shits and there's lots of them fucking there sure of course who gives a shit who gives i live a shit? here <laughs> yeah dude i live here as opposed to anywhere I else said, in the dude, world i said a couple weeks ago i forget do we have another New Zealand band or something? But I was like, man, the fact that people were born in like the Coromandel Peninsula. Yeah. Get the, what the, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Our friends that lived there, like fucking big storm came through mm-hmm. and they were, you know, over in the Coromandel. Yeah. After the storm, they went down to the beach, gathered up fucking scallops and just had a fucking <laughs> seafood boil. They just washed up on the beach. Like fucking, yeah. like, like magic, like treats. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like manna from the fucking sea gods. All these nice big scallops washed up on the beach. I'm like, right. fuck it, let's do, let's go eat these for dinner. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Right, <laughs> fucking imagine. Dude. Right. Yeah. So you know, no shade on you, distant fear. I fucking get it, man. Me, I'm gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep being in ten bands and putting out a hope for me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's like fucking. What else? What the fuck else am I gonna right. do? Right. All right. What's uh, what's next? fucking bullshit <laughs> five all right five is evil tree with moon maniac i wish i were a moon maniac i i think i think i'm gonna become one. yeah yeah i think i think by the time i'm done uh-huh. on this on planet, this planet i'll be a moon maniac. i'm gonna be a fucking moon maniac. <laughs> yeah, i think i think so i could right? i could see that i could see whatever that. it takes yeah for sure however i'm gonna get there I'll I'll take whatever path laid before me if uh, whatever's required of me to become a moon maniac I devote myself to that endeavor. So uh I I think they do have a title track. It's it's longer moon than maniac. everything else on here by a long shot though. So right. I think maybe we should just listen to the the title track and see how they bring us in. Um because yeah, that that's that title the title track is 3 minutes 46 seconds and everything else on here is like 2 minutes or less. So Yeah. I'm um, just hoping that this isn't like an intro build into the title track and if, then. if it is then the magic of editing will just will pretend that we always were going to listen to the title track. And yeah, there'll be none we're gonna the, listen to Black Poison going straight in the Moon Maniac. Right, it may be, yes. Right. <laughs> so we're gonna listen to Black Poison by Evil Tree off Moon Maniac. Boy, 
just heard the song Black Poison by Evil Tree off of Moon Maniac. Evil Tree, the solo project of one Drew Owen from Sick Thoughts. What can't this man do? Uh, so this is exactly what we were talking about. A fun genre a study. A fun genre study. I thought this was really good. I liked this a lot. I mean, the, when when these sounds come through my headphones or my speakers or whatever, I'm just wired to say, yeah, that's fucking good. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a it's a style that is so formative for me. It was such an early um, sort of like latch on point to me as, in terms of like going back and, and discovering. After I discovered contemporary metal and said, oh, I, I think I like this metal shit as well as punk and went back and discovered shit. Like Hellhammer and Celtic Frost, that was really early informative for me. So stuff that lives in this world, when it's executed well, it's very rare that I'm like, yeah, this fucking sucks, or like, I have no time for this. I didn't think that this was, this didn't blow my mind, didn't blow my non-existent hair back in any way, shape, or form, but I thought it was a really, really solid attempt at this. Uh, probably something he is doing because it's fun to write sure. music like this. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm not going to probably reach for this no. before Hellhammer, certainly, or before even the aforementioned seven-inch period of Midnight that's, like, name-checked in the write-up here. I'll probably reach for early Midnight stuff because, again, that's a thing I connected to a long time ago and I like and is reliably great. This is well-tread ground that doesn't have the same sort of, like, infinite revisibility revisitability which is not a word but i'm going to coin a term here as like basic bare bones hardcore punk does for me because that's my lifeblood that's what i subsist on so i don't really need this but if it's on yeah this rocks it's good yeah this this is fine um yes it was a fun it's a fun genre study yeah it's a fun little exercise <clears throat> but hold on just a second i gotta get the cheese off the yeah pores. you're cheesed up yeah <clears throat> That's one of the things that a lot of people don't know about about cheesing the chords is that it it's a multi-part process. And yeah. usually somebody like Mariah, she would have time to work she's through. She's the chords a few hours before. Exactly. And she's also, yeah. if you watch, she does have a spitter. Mm -hmm. Like she has a little spittoon. Like, no, it's like a little cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And yeah. she acts like she's getting a sip of water. Uh -huh. Now watch her. She, she spits spitting. in it. Okay, <laughs> she got a big. She got a cheek full of chaw. Well, she does have that too. But <laughs> the most of what mostly what she she swallows most of that. But what she mostly yeah. does is, is spit the cheese. Yeah, of course, of course. As you were saying, though, a fun genre study. Yeah, it's a fun. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to revisit this. Period. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, and you know, whatever. I don't fucking play music. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. I barely do anything. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, here's the thing though. I would like to, yeah, have fun with it. Yeah. But take it a little seriously. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Don't ham it up so much. Like in the write up, it says, you know, uh, for fans of Transylvanian hunger. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't so. say that. I, wouldn't I mean, say so. I, I would say that, um, if you like Transylvanian Hunger, you'll probably like this. But this, it, I would, I would not think of this. this I wouldn't. Transylvanian no. Hunger is not the first thing I no. think of, or even the seven-inch period of Midnight, which is a fairly short-lived period of Midnight. Certainly, uh, the very first thing you think about is Hellhammer. Yeah, of course. Just say 
for fans of Hellhammer goofing around. Yeah, and, and you can attribute this to one of two things. Either you give Neon Taste the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, these guys put out punk records mostly. Maybe they don't know that much about black metal. Maybe their reference points aren't as diverse as somebody who's like really steeped in that genre. Or additionally, the classic thing that people do in like PR write-ups and shit, which is say everything adjacent to the thing right, that it don't obviously is. Say the thing it How many seems. times I've heard bands that were just like so clearly indebted to a right. specific one specific act maybe one or two specific acts and they're just like oh no no that's we're into this stuff that's right like like hey would you like to hear tom warrior goofing it up instead of taking it seriously in hellhammer yeah yeah then listen to here this. you go here, here you go yeah i think that it, everything about it is a little bit on the nose and we've said this about other stuff that has come across our desk uh, that's in this general metal world. Like, I think we had that that spider band. Yeah, right? and I didn't like them, but hey, man, they got signed. And yeah, for sure. They're out there. Sometimes the metal thing being like, I, I get it. It is goofy inherently, et cetera. But one of the things that attracts me to that stuff from back in the day is that it is goofy, yes, but like they were taking it very fucking seriously. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's something that is very enthralling about that shit for me and was even back when I was 16. That that was captivating to me. So when you name your project Evil Tree and Moon Maniac and Feed the Witch and stuff, like, I get it. You're just having fun. But on the same token, it's like, if it's this sort of, like, hammed up, tongue-in-cheek, like, I don't even really know why it has to be put out into the world. And I say that as somebody who enjoyed the sounds that were coming through my headphones here. I don't really have any beef with this. I would record stuff like this in a heartbeat because it's just fun it's to fun. write and record, fun to play shows. But the the super on-the-nose, like, this is a joke thing, to me, just, like it does devalue music of this sort for me a little bit. Yeah. Imagine, keep Evil Tree, Moon Maniac, but take it seriously. But take it seriously. Now it's something totally different. For sure. I mean, not... Even if it sounds just like, get rid of the cowbell. Yeah. What the fuck? Right. Get rid of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just take the music seriously and lean into the fact that like, hey, I ain't fucking joking with this Moon Maniac shit. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, again, it's kayfabe. You know, like, I, so at the show that I that we played last night in Dayton... You know the demographic of kids that are there, right? Like, there's a lot of fucking, like, younger kids that are from a place like Dayton or Fort Wayne or Toledo or whatever. Pick your sort of, like, industrial wasteland in this sort of region of the Midwest. Yeah. And the kind of kids that are into hardcore and also probably into Slipknot and also probably into this and that, right? Right, right, right. And, like, when we went up there, I was like, yo, this isn't music for fucking fishnet freaks, said music for platform boot right. Marilyn Manson kill right. your mother shit right this ain't that right? right and I said you know this ain't dark throne this ain't we're scary guys and there was guys there was a couple kids there with like one kid had like a Norwegian patch a dark throne back patch the, uh, his homie that was with him had like a mayhem back patch and the kid like looked at his shoes and like defeat or whatever <laughs> and after the set they were like hey that set was really good and he was like I think my friend here felt like really singled out when you made that joke about dark throne i was like dude i i love dark throne i'm cutting a promo up there right like when up when i'm up on that stage yeah, i'm dead i'm dead fucking serious in that moment right but come talk to me it's all right. good you know right, what right, I mean? right and i think same thing with this sure everybody knows that's in the know yeah you're probably not being serious but while you're doing this for the duration take of time that guitar is yep. in your hand yep take it fucking seriously. be a fucking moon maniac be a moon maniac yeah right? for sure that's because when i'm a feeling. moon maniac i ain't fucking around no way jose dude no no i'm taking no, it fucking well, seriously you're gonna when i turn into a moon maniac yeah all bets are off right <laughs> agreed 100 so 
Cut, go up there, fucking cut a promo, dog. <laughs> Be real about it. Do not break kayfabe. I want to feel like you are projecting some degree of earnestness. Yeah. You know, with this I want people shit. to find my fucking like cabin with like a skylight for the moon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And all kinds of symbols and just like unidentifiable viscera. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sure, right. Like, that must be a fucking moon <laughs> that maniac. That must be a moon maniac. maniac. <laughs> and I'm nowhere to be found. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they don't know where you they are. They don't know where I'm at You're because. The fire is still a happy guy. The fire is still hot. I'm a though. happy normal guy. Yeah, but when the moon, when a moon maniac, well, yeah, when the moon comes I ain't out, fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. What's uh, what's next? Now that now that we've admonished this really accomplished songwriter's fun side project. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> you fucking moron. You piece of shit. Take uh, metal seriously. Six. All right. So uh, six. We have got. Uh, we have. Okay. I'm glad we landed on this. I'm interested about this. Guiding with Will. So this is a Japanese band. This is what interests me about this. The write up is all the fuck over the place. So it starts off uh, like uh, d discernible enough. Okay. Guiding. Guiding from Tokyo, Japan, are exactly what hardcore in 2023 needs. A, a bold claim right off the bat. But okay, I'm rocking with you. They bring us back to fast hardcore with memory receptors lighting up voraciously as the mind recalls wide awake and mindset. Okay, okay. sure. Yeah, I really like mindset. Maybe the last great youth crew style hardcore band, wide awake fucking classic, right? Alongside death side and systematic death. These are two things that I never, ever imagine. <laughs> and then look at the tags at the bottom. Yeah, indie, punk, Tokyo, Japan, hardcore, revolution, revolution summer. summer. Yeah. Revolution Summer, which again, you can kind of get there from Mindset because members of Mindset are in like praise, which is definitely full on Rev Summer worship kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But this is just strange. Everything yeah. about this is very, very strange. None of this makes any sense. Um, they say, they use the word eclecticism right here. Add this to your playlist and remember that eclecticism within the punk hardcore subculture is a beautiful thing. I'll be the fucking judge I'll of that. I'll be the judge of that because it sounds like this might be far too eclectic. Either it's going to be way too eclectic or it's actually not going to sound like any of those things or maybe a whole lot, a lot like just one of those things. Right. That's my guess. I got a couple, I got a couple guesses where this could go. So the first song is also the title track on this. Oh man, but the second song, dude. What? Youth life, youth life. I mean, it's it's a you know it's a man. The first song's a minute and a half long. If we're not we, doing two, if we can, if we we're not doing two, why? Because you get one shot. Sometimes we play two all the time. I'm yeah, just saying, if we feel like we don't get enough out of Will, the title track and opening track, we can There's nothing binding us to the the concept mm. of not listening to two. We all do right. it all the time. Okay. So we're gonna listen to Will off of uh, the release Will by the band Guiding from Japan. Yeah. 
So do we get enough? I think so. Okay, we got enough. I think so, right? So we just heard the song Will off the release of the same name by the band Guiding from Japan. So I am not sure that I would ever describe this as having anything to do with death side or systematic death other than the fact that it is just Japanese. Yeah. I heard plenty of youth crew in this. I, I can see the death side pull in the fact that it gets faster and more sort of overtly melodic in, in kind of a, in a borderline like DBD kind of crusty sort of way than a lot of youth crew stuff does. But like, I don't know, dude, this had a lot more in common with floor punch than it did bastard. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It, it just happened to be saying in Japanese. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little noisy. A little bit noisy for sure. Uh, I liked the burly vocal delivery on this. That's what I like the best. For sure. And I thought that this was like well put together, youth crew inspired hardcore stuff. I mean, for my money, the thing, and I was just talking about this yesterday on the way to that show, uh, Youth of Today popped on, and we've talked about this on the show before, but so I won't dwell on it, but Youth of Today popped up, and Adam was like, God, Ray's Cap Ray Capo's vocals are so good. They're so fucking insane. And I was just like, yeah, man, I just don't understand how almost every subsequent band in this particular subgenre just didn't get it at right. all. Right. Like, at all. Right. They, like, that, that first example is fucking unhinged it's angry it's sloppy it's super fast ray's vocals are both mean and psychotic and like almost no one like all the wrong lessons were taken away from it yeah you know especially by europe but he, here in the states plenty of bad bullshit right and there are, are really only a handful of examples and i think those examples historically have been some of my favorite bands but like the first step love the fucking first step love mindset love floor punch right but like almost everything on the periphery of that scene is just like throw it straight in the fucking trash dude yeah this got way closer than most stuff to capturing the components of what made the initial wave of youth crew stuff interesting to me. The production also helped it too. I would agree. It sounded a little dated. Yeah. A little know? bit. Yeah. It was, a, it was fast. It had nice, like fucking side to side floor Tom mosh parts in there. It was anthemic, but not like over the top Euro core corny anthemic. Mm -hmm. I thought that this was real solid, but again, I'm not going to say this reminded me of death side. This is, this is a lot more mindset than it is death side. It was fine. I yeah. mean, I, I like the vocals better than anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not, I am not watching an American band do this. Depends. I will. I will. If it's of, it's a, if it's of this quality and they got a 12 to 15 minute long set, I'll rock with that for sure. Mm, I don't know. I have to be in a mood, but I will watch a Japanese band do this. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, I guess I'm more inclined to watch a Japanese band just out of like yeah. respect for the fact that you made it to America from Japan. Wow, good for you. I owe you. I owe you 15. You minutes came of my all life. the way over here. It's how'd it's, you do it? Yeah, it's not a small feat. costs It costs some money. It requires a fair fair bit of determination. Yeah. yeah. We've been a band for 13 right. years and ain't gone fucking nowhere. Right. You know what I mean? So. Well, that's because we. You know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel We don't you. have all that Japan money. We don't have all that Japan money. Yes. We don't get all the free money that they give to hardcore bands in Japan. <laughs> no. um, do you ever think about the fact that like actually though, now nah, I don't know about Japan, but like 
in other first world yeah. nations where there's like a, an actual support infrastructure for its citizenry, like right up across the border in Canada, for example. If you're a musician or an artist, you can just apply for a grant and get thousands and thousands of dollars to enable you to like make your music and ply your trade. That's okay. Yeah, I don't want Big Brother's sticky fingers <laughs> in my shit. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll sure. take freedom any day. Right, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, for sure. We, I don't, we, want, we, I don't we, want the bureaucrats knowing right. what we get up to. I don't want the yeah. bureaucrats feeling like they're owed a goddamn thing. That's right. <laughs> Good point. Fuck you, Canada, and all your all your artist grants. I'll I'll just continue to I'll continue continue get, to struggle out. Down give here. me freedom. That's right. So yeah, I thought this was pretty good. Uh, not not anything that's like blowing me away, really capturing my imagination. But in terms of stuff that I heard that I have heard in in recent memory that could be even loosely categorized as youth crew. Yeah, this is sure. a standout. This was this was better than most. Yes, for sure. Yes, for sure. All right, what uh, what is next? One. All right, one is Tombstone. This is the uh, Indonesian black metal stuff that was sent my way by Ian. Uh, the release is to the existence of light. And uh, appears to be a seven-song release that just came out on March first. So this is a this is a few short days old. Um, let me double check and make sure that there was not anything specific recommended to me. Nope, no no particular tracks recommended to me. Um, they have got the title track queued up to play though, which is uh, also happens to be the last song on the record yeah, and no, is no, 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 10 minutes long 10 minutes that's a big gamble man that's a big gamble dude that's a, you're asking a lot you're asking a lot of us here why don't we just start at the beginning instead, huh? Wolfsbane? Yeah, let's yeah, start with that. Yeah, because there's some long ones on here. Seven yeah. minute, eight, eight minute tracks. This is five and a half. Nine minute tracks, yeah. This is five and a half minutes. Let's see. We'll see what you can. This is like letting somebody ride the bike with training wheels first. Yeah. And then we'll see if you are you ready to take them right. off. We'll see what you can do with five and a half minutes before right. we move to ten, right? right. So we're going to listen to Wolfsbane by Tombstone off of the off of To the Existence of Light.
All right, we just heard the song Wolf's Bane by Tombstone off of To the Existence of Light, their uh, full-length record, which you can uh, buy on cassette or CD, it looks like. I will say, like, <clears throat> if the only information I was given, if, if, if this were my prompt, if they gave me this album cover and said, this is a black metal band. Yeah. Now I want you to try to write and record a song that you think sounds like a song that would be on this record. Yeah. I bet based just on this record cover and the information that sure. it was black metal, I could probably get 75 to 80% of the way there. Right. Yeah. When, well, when you see the song lengths too, mm -hmm. right? I, yeah. That, that really helps when you see the song lengths. This is well done. Sure. For sure. No you know, doubt. Pretty good. Yeah. Standard second wave black metal with, with that Scandinavian black metal with an updated sensibility, a little right? bit, yeah. with a bit, a bit of an upset updated sensibility. This is definitely stuff that if I heard this when I was 22, I would have been like, yeah, man. And in fact, when I, there are none, none of them ever came to fruition in such a way that they deserved release. But when I was toying around a decade ago with trying to do solo black metal stuff and wrote and demoed some tracks, it was pretty close to this. Second wave informed stuff that also incorporated what you might um, characterize as like crushing epic components, right. right? That thing that when you are 22, which it looks like the members of this band may be probably like in that wheelhouse, you think is like, damn, that, that will, you know what would really add a lot to this shit if we just like fucking wow broke it down a little bit a little bit I mean? yeah you know a little I mean? bit yeah sure yeah it's so. uh, it's 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 filtered through that lens because i mean by the time you know this stuff probably really started i don't know i, I know that indonesia has a has a pretty well established punk and metal scene oh yeah super super um, well established yeah and uh but i don't really know like when this stuff sure. really landed and really started yeah. sticking there right 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 i am gonna tell you this they're not 22 you don't think so if, if oh founded in 2005, if I am to believe the review here on yeah. Metallum, uh -huh. uh, this duo Tombstone were founded in 2005. Okay, wow. Look at these guys. Well, they're aging gracefully, or they're using a very old. Oh, they got they got corpse. They paint do on. have corpse paint, corpse and paint it's on. Yeah, a shitty sure. black and white picture. Yeah, who knows what they look like? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right? They could be old. I was giving them a lot of slack there. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. But yeah, this was well done. It's not a thing that I'm... A, we, we've covered this before. We've had stuff, black metal of this sort on the show before. On occasion, something in this vein can still capture my imagination. Not usually, though. And this didn't. I wouldn't take the training wheels off here. Oh, not just, because it's not good. It is. It's just... Uh, you know. I just go listen to Mayhem and Dissection yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's because I'm old. Yeah, exactly. Right? For sure. Yeah. If, if this is... As we say about certain stuff that is um, a, a, a good representative of its chosen subgenre of whatever, if this is your intro to that particular genre and it appeals to you, you're going to connect with this in the same no, way that I connect with For sure. With I ain't telling you to turn this off if it's no. on, for sure. Yeah. Right? It's just not what I'm going to reach for. But yeah. This was, this was aptly done. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It sounded exactly as I expected it to sound. One hundred percent, right? There's there's misty forests on a on a hillside. There's some old English font. There's a logo that incorporates an inverted cross and an inverted pentagram and is like symmetrical. Looks like uh, any number of of of, of black metal logos. Verathron, Absu. What if what if that was the fucking logo for the movie Tombstone? Uh, now we're now talking. Now we're talking, right? Yes. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Val Kilmer is Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Tombstone. <laughs> so on that note, 
Let's, uh, we got a few voicemails. Let's listen to them. Let's see what the people have to say this week. All right. Hey, fellas, quick question. So, like, I listen to you guys on Spotify, and each episode has, you know, the header, description, uh, your links, and then bands and all that crap. How come each episode, some bands are just listed, and in other episodes, some bands each have a link? Uh, I'm just curious because it gives me a little bit extra legwork to try and find bands when I like them if they're not, you know, linked up. Uh, let me know. Thanks. So, we, well, I, uh, when I upload stuff, I add hyperlinks for all of the featured bands, and then I just list the bands that were... So I list all 10 bands that are in the queue, and there's a little thing that says queue, and then all 10 bands are listed. And then below that are the five to seven, or however many bands we listen to, hyperlinks directly to the band camp or the YouTube or wherever you can hear the music online of the bands that we actually heard on the show. Uh, so on at any given time, there may be a few bands omitted from that link list because we didn't get around to them on the show. But I also think including links to hear those bands when we didn't hear about them and cannot vouch for them in any way, nor have any clue what they sound like. It just doesn't occur to me uh, to put the links in the description mm. because nobody heard that band on the show. So it's just not exactly germane to like what we're doing here. Right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, but other than that, uh, unless I, simply have made an error on a particular episode, which I don't think that I do. I'm pretty, unless I like made an error in uploading or like a previous draft gets saved and uploaded by accident. And like the text isn't the fully completed rendition of the text. There should always be links to the bands that we heard on the show, uh, in the show notes, maybe sometimes on Spotify, you've got to sh hit like the show more button so you can see all of them. You have to do the same thing on like uh, Apple podcasts and shit like that too. But typically speaking, there's always links in there. So unless I've made an error at some point, you'll always have links to the bands we've heard in the show notes. Additionally, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this fellow, but you sound just like the elf Herbie from uh, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Does he? Yeah, he sounds just like him. Okay, you got to get a fucking jab. That's in. not a jab in. That's not a jab. What? I wasn't making any judgment calls about how Herbie sounds. Okay, the, he's the elf who wants to be a dentist. Yeah, and this dude's voice sounds exactly like Herbie, the elf's voice. Okay, it's not a jab. I have okay. no feelings about how Herbie uh, sounds. I watch. Uh, I watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer every year. Mm -hmm. It's one I always watch the old like claymation ones. Yeah, they get me in the holiday spirit. Rudolph's one of my all times. I really love that fucking movie. Um, and Herbie's Herbie's sick. Got nothing bad to say about him. This gentleman sounds like him. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. What do we got next? What's up, guys? It's D. Smokey Johnson, back from the depths. You know what? I realized something the other day. Drinking alcohol is for fucking pussies. So I quit. Been off the sauce for a month. I feel pretty good. A little less black pill, a little less psychopathic. You know what? Curious. Curious. Got a question for you. You guys ever quit something because it makes you look like a fucking pussy and an idiot? Let's talk about it. What have you guys quit doing because it's fundamentally fucking stupid and pointless? Sound off. Adios, demo listen. Well, first of all, let's give, let's give D. Smokey Johnson his due props here. 
Yeah. Getting off the sauce is always a good thing. Yeah. E- even if even if it's not problematic in your life, I always encourage it. I'm not going to go on a rant here. Nate and I have both publicly shared our opinions on alcohol and the culture that surrounds alcohol in this show. I'll just say this. I don't dislike stri- I don't I don't dislike alcohol because I'm straight edge. I'm straight edge because I dislike alcohol. That's right. <laughs> right? Whether or not I I we're still clinging to the ideas put forth by a 17-year-old in 1982 or not. I still wouldn't drink alcohol and I still think that it is fundamentally like pure lunacy <laughs> the degree to which our culture is like this is fine and actually good and cool and it's insane the the level to which myself as an adult has to contend with going in a public place and like for example if somebody in a public place were to say do you want to do heroin and i said no nah, thanks i'm good no one would fucking press me right no one would be like why not yet when i say no i wouldn't like to swill that poison <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, why don't you drink? Right. As if it's incumbent upon me to explain why I don't drink as an adult being, right? So props to you for that because I got no beef with people who obviously, I'm an adult, do what you want, live how you want, do whatever works for you. I don't fucking give a shit. But I think that cutting alcohol out of your life, excising that shit from your existence is always a good call. So there you go. One thing comes to mind for me immediately in response to this question, and it won't apply to you at all. For me, I think it's arguing with people on the internet. <laughs> that, that was a thing yeah. that I cut out you, of my you life. You were into that. I was really into it, and it's because I came people up. People hated you for that. They hated me for it. And now they hate you for other they things. They hate me for other things, right? Much more valid things, yeah. right? Um, so when I, I think I grew up, when I grew up in subculture specifically, was like the height of message board culture, right? And like everyone posted and kind of had a good time and had like, friendly yet kind of provocative and adversarial nature relationships with each other and you had nothing better to do with your time and then also the nature of many of my friend groups and like friendships growing up was like antagonistic right so when i got on the internet and social media emerged i just kind of continued to use social media like a message board like a subculture message board yeah right and like People don't really interact with social media that way. And so I would fight with people on the internet because I thought it was fun. And then eventually I started going to therapy and I I started realizing I was indulging like the smallest, worst, sickest part of my mind. Yeah. Right. And like, even though, yeah, on a surface level, it's fun to be like, hold on, babe, I can't come to dinner yet. I got to get this guy. You got to get him. I I got got him. Yeah, I got to get this guy, you know, because it's fun to roast people. There's some other pathology at work there. So that was a thing. That's the main thing in my life that I, that immediately comes to mind is like, I full on just don't, I don't even really discuss things with people on the internet. Now I'll, I'll either make a joke or I'll like post a show flyer or this is for sale kind of thing. And that's pretty much the extent that I'll utilize social media in a personal way at this point. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll lightly express an opinion and then I won't discuss it further. Right. And that's it. That's like where it ends. Right. So that's, that's the thing for me. Yeah. I, I honestly, I cannot think yeah. of something that I stopped doing because I thought it was ridiculous. You have a lean life. You have a lean life an admirably lean life. I, I would I, say. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have, I am. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't live on the internet. Yeah. I haven't had, I haven't tasted the sauce since I was 17 years old. Yeah. 
um, or anything else for that matter. Yeah. Cigarettes Me tried neither. a couple times, horrible. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I was 17 you know? as well. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, marijuana was never, like, weed was never a thing mm-hmm. that was, like, considered uh, alluring because of the rebelliousness of it because my old man fucking and his sure. buddies smoked it all the time. Right. Right. Um, so I, I honestly, there's things that I don't do anymore because I kind of like, just kind of like I'm beyond it. Sure. Yeah. But I don't think I ever made a conscious decision to cut something out. Right. Yeah. 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 Alcohol. I mean, but mainly because my, my main reason is because I didn't really enjoy it when I did get drunk a few times when I was younger and man, everybody, there's a like half of my family sure it's struggles the, with addiction. Yeah, it's the classic story. And Same. Alcohol yeah. is a big one. For Same, them. absolutely, a, a very big one. For yeah, them. of course. So like I fucking I, I recognized that a long time ago. And was yeah. like, nope, has to die. No way. Yep. No way. So I I I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't think of anything. Yeah, you live a life where there's not that much fat to be trimmed, and I can't remember the last time I gave a fuck. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean. Yeah, who fucking cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who like, cares, man? I give a fuck. Yeah, we, we, we've discussed it in private many times. The, the the extent to which I don't give a fuck is is deeply problematic for yeah. me and my relationships. Right, and my right. Life, but like, you know? you know what I mean? Especially like, like uh, you know, oh, you think my, my fucking car is gay? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Have a good one, man. Yeah. I don't care. Sorry it bugs you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, gives you know, it. my clothes look stupid. Yeah. Whatever. Look, man, who gives a shit about anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing you know? is, is Smokey's talking about how he feeling a little less black-pilled. Now, first off, <laughs> yeah. the, the term black-pilled kind of sticks in my craw a little bit because I think that it's the way that we use it is the way that we use it, I think, is just sort of like nihilistic. Sure, yeah. But, man, it's really tied to like incels, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's caught up in that that whole culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I let's just say that I, I it's it's he feels a little less black pilled. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could feel. I, I don't think I could change that. No, no. It's it, it's <laughs> certainly not by so simply as like eliminating something from my life. No. I honestly don't know what I can do. No, to no. change that. <laughs> no, me neither, man. I I think it's I think it's intrinsic to my makeup. You know, yeah, like, there's, there's just only so much I can do. Like I, I've medicated depression. I've gone to therapy and in general, I feel better adjusted, better equipped to deal, deal with things. When I go through transitional moments in my life, like, you know, I currently am or, or personal upheaval. Yeah. You know, I don't spiral. It's nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good to feel in control of your, yeah. of my brain more so yeah. than before, but fundamentally, I mean, so I'm glad. What can I do? I'm glad that you're feeling better. Yeah, man. for sure. A little less psychopathic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't feel like a fucking psychopath. Nah. but um, I do feel fucking dead all the goddamn time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel imbued with little sparks of life here and there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. It's like what rousts me from my slumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you know, like, there's every 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 so often it's like. like yeah, like every so often, like my phylactery detects a spark of life in yeah. my tomb. And it's yeah. like, oh, what, what awakens me? Yeah, I was going to say, it's this like, this place shall be your tomb. 
tomb. <laughs> it's like, it's, I was going to say, it's like Theoden <laughs> peering through the fucking haze. Of worm tongue. Yeah, of worm tongue, just for a moment, a moment of recognition. Exactly. Like, my son. Right. And then, it's, and then it's, it's, it's right back to like whatever the fucking yeah. doom du jour is. Right. right? Yeah, Late, that, like, like lately, it's just been AI where I'm like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No. Yeah. And you know, it's fucking wild because like when I was home and I was kind of helping out around the shop and stuff, like I told you, I was like basically selling legal weed. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a state where it's still technically like the, 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 let's just say that the, the, the seas are choppy. Sure. It's probably, is it decriminalized there, but not legal? I have no fucking okay. idea, man. Yeah. Like, I can tell you why I can sell this, but not that, but I have no right. idea. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, so, but all I would do is, like, sit there and think, like, you know, yeah, the folks that come in, some of the folks that come in are, are just, like, you know, too poor to, like, they, they're just looking for a cheap high so they'll get some fucking TH, they'll get some Delta 9 gummies or something, sure, right? yeah. And then other people that come in, you know, genuinely interested in something different than that sure right but like it's crazy to me but but they're all fucking harmless yeah but i can go to the fucking store and i can buy as much wife beaten juice as i know I dude want, i know right? it's psychotic and, and, and the people dude. at the store can look at me and tell me and tell that i have a serious fucking problem yeah right like yep. my mom my mom will go down the sheets. She's so inept yeah. at like dealing with. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, <laughs> you know, you know, you are inept <laughs> dealing like the modern world. Sure, like she didn't understand that you could just her use her her fucking ATM card. Yeah, at the counter. Right. So she would go to the fucking every goddamn day. Uh -huh. She would go to sheets. She doesn't do it anymore because now she lives out. She can't walk to sheets anymore. Yeah, she moved. A blessing. It is a blessing. Yeah, sure. she's doing much better. Yeah. Um. But, like, she would go and she would fucking go to Sheets and she would use her ATM card in the ATM to get cash. To get cash <laughs> right, yeah. And pay, like, the 3 to $5 fee. Right. Just so she could buy, like, you know, like, I don't know, six pounders mm -hmm. and fucking take them home and drink them. Sure. And, like, whatever else because she, she likes other things, too. Right. And, like, walking in the Sheets, you can tell that she's a woman at the end of her fucking rope. Right, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, it's heartbreaking to fucking look at her. Of course. And she will not fucking change. But it's perfectly legal. But it's perfectly <laughs> legal to allow this person to kill themselves right. and ruin their family slowly. Yes. Right? Right. Right. But, but not, it's but not, not illegal. <laughs> I mean, but but it's not legal Yes. for just some harmless fucking bumpkin to come over Get some fucking, you know, gummies and right. chill on the couch. For sure, <laughs> right, yeah. It's That's a really, it's a good sign we've got our priorities straight as a nation. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. Fuck it. You fuck, wonder why I feel bad all the it. goddamn fuck, time. Fuck everything. All right, let's, uh, let's listen to our last voicemail. Hey, um, I'm just wondering, have you guys ever thought about doing, like, a spotify playlist or something with the hardcore songs of the year similar to like what no echo does but maybe a little bit more curated um i think that would be really sick i know gray did a big playlist of like decent hardcore one time i was wondering if you guys like, I mean, I would do it, but nobody gives a shit about who I am, so 
I think it would be cool if somebody with a little bit of notoriety did it. Like, you know, put new releases from bands, a, a track on a Spotify playlist for the whole year so you could go back and see. That'd be fucking sick. Also, is there anything good on Tribunal Records? Because I kind of like the idea of Tribunal Records, but I don't want to listen to a bunch of bullshit to hear, like, three good records. So if you guys have any knowledge of that, let me know. Bye. So I, I have done I've done some year-end roundup playlists on Spotify that have been uh, fairly widely interacted with, and I, I used to try to do that more. I, I don't think I did one... I didn't do one this last year. I think I did one for the previous year. I'm pretty sure that I did. It's just hard for me to find motivation to do it sometimes. And like, additionally, I, I get asked to do things like that for other podcasts or publications or whatever. Like I'm ranking right now. I'm, I'm doing like a ranking of a hundred, the hundred best in order, hardcore and punk records of the two thousands. It's fucking work, which is work. And, um, and additionally, like, I'm so immersed in this stuff, like, all the time, at least on a weekly basis, and it is the primary place where I spend my hobby time, too, that sometimes it's a little difficult for me when I have genuine downtime to be like, okay, I just recorded two hour a two-hour podcast about hardcore, then the next day I edited it for two hours, and then I went to three practices for three different hardcore bands during the week, and then I played a show with a hardcore band, it's a little tough for me sometimes to not just be like, I'm going to watch Star Trek or I'm going to play Baldur's Gate. And instead, I'm going to spend another additional several hours compiling this playlist. This is a little difficult for me. And right now, my life is also very un unstructured in the sense that like everything that I do for work is all freelance. And it's like writing and it's stuff that like I can't just go in and like work an allotted amount of hours and then I'm done with it. I basically work from when I wake up to when I go to sleep, like not nonstop by any stretch of the imagination, but maybe I get an order at 8 PM and I'm like, well, I got to go to the post office at 9 AM tomorrow. So now I got to fucking pack this up, even though I was chilling for the night. So it's a little tough for me to make myself do that kind of stuff sometimes, but I would certainly consider doing it again. Nate and I were making like themed playlists uh, that we put on the Patreon for that a while, was fun. which was a lot of fun. And I, w I would kind of like to get back to it. And they weren't Patreon exclusive. Like we uploaded them and hosted them via the, the Patreon, but I would throw links to them online and like in the show notes when they would go up. Um, so maybe we can do that again too. But also like Nate is going to start doing the demo listen radio thing where we kind of collect the stuff that we didn't get to hear on the show and put those into mm -hmm. weekly things. So that's going to be an additional bit of work on him as well. I guess I could try to do a thing where I add stuff at throughout the year as I like stuff. So that if we were, to, if we were to, we should do that. Yeah. Let's let, I won't do it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, here in lies, here in lies the problem. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not going to do it on my own. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. But like I bookmark all the bands that I fucking like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably would be a pretty easy thing. Sure. To just go back and look at what I bookmarked this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just like kick them over. Yes. Put them sure. on. A, put them in a fucking. We could put them in a Google Docs between you and I. Yeah, that's true. That's and then true. be like, yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah, no doubt. Um, 
and you know other things that maybe we just have to keep it present in our head i agree right and, yeah. and but like i would be willing to do that but what i'm not willing to do is actually interact with spotify in any other way other than searching and pressing play sure i i, I and the only other step there is just dragging and dropping which i can do yes. i like i i like the thing is i like making playlists in general like personalized ones too like I, i've made a ton of mixtapes like physical mixtapes for people in my life it i really like uh curating a, a, a playlist it's like something i, I find yeah, make, I, making a little mixtape is it's fine. fun it's really fun I, I, I like to do that i like putting stuff together so yeah. it flows and there's like th thematic continuity yeah. another little peek behind the curtain here too is it's it's um it's hard for me to do tasks sometimes <laughs> it's very I'm, I, I'm i'm bad at performing tasks it's hard to do things yes it's very difficult for me to do tasks sometimes um, well you know what we should just do it i i can't explain to you how difficult sometimes a piece of paper that will take me five minutes to fill out and i know i'll do it i won't do for a month at a time it's it's hard yeah i have some issues with that so so just on a basic level having everything in my life be relying upon purely self-determination to accomplish in terms of like professionally and hobby wise adding another thing that is fully a self-determined well, thing we just gotta we just gotta nibble away we'll nibble away so tomorrow yeah if i get to it uh-huh i should depends how long i'm working tomorrow because i gotta get a bunch we're, of we're already days. equivocating but yes tomorrow yeah right i'm just gonna add like i'm gonna create a google docs i'll, I'll send okay. you an email yeah just gonna add a couple things fair enough that i listen to and i'll endeavor to do that the i same. like I'll, I'll endeavor to do the same. And okay. then at the end of the year... We'll see what we got. We'll, th we'll see what we got. It'll probably be complete fucking bullshit. I, I bet it'll be pretty good. Um, well, I, I'll tell you right now, one of the things that I'm going to add tomorrow uh -huh. is uh, is um, tougher than nails. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Tribunal Records? No. No. No, sir. No. Um, God damn. No. Tribunal sucks, man. Uh no shade to that guy, whatever. I know he did it for, he may, I don't know if it's still going. I know he did it for a long time. First of all, to my knowledge, it is a CD only label, um, which is not attractive to me because I don't collect CDs. And like, it also, I don't know, I could, this is pro just personal bias, but it just says a lot about a label that's a CD only label to me. Like it just says like nothing bad. It just says it's probably not for me. Um, looks nice though. Additionally. Yeah. He looks like a nice fella. Um, so the guy who runs that label, I'm pretty sure, played in a band called Kill Whitney Dead. Um, which, oh, I thought it was Kill Whitey Dead. No, Kill Whitney Dead, uh, which is a deathcore band from, like, the early up through the mid-late 2000s. I have no idea how long they persisted. Um, I remember them being... That's, yeah, there's, that's the guy, right? Okay, so I remember them being a thing that some of my contemporaries liked. And I think that their thing was that they used movie samples a bunch, like, both in between and like to begin songs and also like before breakdowns and shit like that. And, uh, as we've discussed on the show just last week, in fact, like death court does not appeal to me. Kill Whitney dead from what I recall of them, which I, I, I've never actively listened to them on purpose, but I had friends who listened to them from what I recall. I think that they're kind of an early example of that wave. Like I think they formed pretty early, like, re like in the early, very early two thousands, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, they're less offensive than a lot of stuff that would come after, like the the suicide silences or the bring me the horizons of the world. So <clears throat> the only thing I'll say about Tribunal Records mm -hmm. is they do some reissues, some curious reissues. Yeah. Like Malaya Rage uh -huh. and Chastain. Uh-huh. 
Um, so if you like that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. They So from what I know of Tribunal, they almost were like, they were like the ferret records or like the trust kill records of also rands of that scene. Like when I think of Tribunal, I think of haircut metalcore. Mm. And I know they did other stuff too, but Kill Whitney Dead is definitely like haircut deathcore style shit. And uh, their main bands that I think about like, were precursors to that kind of stuff. Like Prayer for Cleansing, I think, is the first Tribunal Records release. And I know a, a ton of people love... Like, that's almost as close as I could get to quote-unquote recommended recommending something on that label because people really like that record. And I do not. It doesn't click with me. I think it's well done, but it is the, like, Melodeath metalcore shit that just doesn't do a fucking thing for me, really. Didn't and we I didn't listen to that not we, too long ago. We listened, no, we listened to a long time ago. We listened to a seven inch on one of the Patreon episodes. Yeah, that's it. And I was like, I, I feel like I used to like this. Let's see if it holds up. And I was like, nope. No. Um, so it, it really doesn't appeal to me. Never really did. Like, I would dip my toes here and there and like, I don't know. I've tried to revisit it recently um, because that they, I think they just did a, a reunion show and, uh, it just doesn't click for me. So, but if you like Melodeath inspired metalcore, yeah, I guess listen to that fucking Prayer for Cleansing record. And then additionally, they did put out the one deathcore band that I really ride for. Um, they put out their first release, the Animosity, the first Animosity record, um, which I think is called Shut It Down. It's not my favorite of the Animosity records, but I do like it. I like Empires, the follow-up, which was on Metal Blade more. And then the last one, Animal, that was also on Metal Blade, I like a lot. And that one is like genuinely a pretty singular and strange record. It's really technical. It's really interesting. It's very, very good stuff. The first record is like just very well done deathcore. And it's like actually deathcore in the sense that like it is clearly both trying to be death metal and moshy hardcore and uh i think it, it's dumb but it marries those two worlds pretty well and it's not singy and it's not melodethy and it's not bass droppy um it's like one of the only examples of deathcore that i really enjoy at all and i'm pretty sure tribunal put that out in like 2003 or four so that's it and that's that that's it that's it i mean i'm not super well versed in the tribunal um catalog Blood, blood gin is that a band on that label i don't know um what's that oh what's that fucking one band um oh god damn what is their fucking name there's there's another like hair a very early example of like haircut metalcore that's oh scarlet scarlet is on that label mm. um yeah it's just and atreyu they put atreyu out which is like the epitome of my most hated kind of like subcategory of metalcore like eyeliner metalcore shit yeah dude no dude, i no tribunal sucks man no <laughs> that's a very long way of saying no yeah um okay we've got some text messages All right. um here we go so syrup head messaged us a label um white power hip-hop does exist and it is every bit as hilariously stupid as you can imagine and provided a youtube link Okay. Should we watch yes. it and then I can drop the audio in so everybody can hear? Yeah. Okay. Daddy, what is that on his arm? Tattoo. Daddy, what does it say? Wood. Daddy, what does it mean? Well, you know, a cracker, a peck of wood, 
hardware. Hell, the wood pile. Wood. On the wood. To test the blood in my veins Started out in control But now I'm going insane Walk with a cane And a fake lamp Have you feeling the pain Of a bitch getting pimped Call my flow sample Till it enters your temple And your whole head explodes Another episode And I'm out like a light Sang a punch When I drink the punch And you started the fight What a funny sight You face down on the ground I might be the one to make up But you look like the clown Forks up and forks down Ain't no stopping us Real hoods, real Woods and we willing to bust wood. The tight right out of the pen. I'm a wood. I won't break, I won't bend. Wood. We start just to finish the end. I'm a wood. Now let the beat begin. Wood. The tight right out of the pen. I'm a wood. I won't break, I won't bend. Wood. We start just to finish the end. I'm a wood. Now let the beat begin. I'm a wood. Living a wood life with two wrongs make a right. Serving you folks, I don't need the strikes. However, this ain't no game though We fight for propaganda and we're back with a major arsenal Like guns, grenades, and hippies We roll through your hood strap Okay, we're good. Yeah, I think so. We're yeah. good. We'll just do a fade out there. Yeah. Okay, so as, as so Nate, you astutely pointed out that there are non-white people in this music video. A lot of them. And then I told you that I know more about this than I should. Yeah. And I don't know about Mr. Peckerwood specifically, but I do know about Peckerwood gangs. Mm. And Peckerwood gangs are predominantly a West Coast phenomenon that are closely tied in with, like, Aryan prison gangs and also, like white self-proclaimed white trash or peckerwood street gangs mm -hmm. and a lot of peckerwood street gangs are closely aligned with and you can see it represented here like chicano descended like latin gangs like yeah. the mexican mafia and shit right yeah. so it's without being too long-winded and getting too pedantic and getting into like the the in intricate details of like um, prison gang culture and how it differs differs from street gang culture and how w racial gangs differ from like actual racist groups. I will just say that even though there are racially based street and prison gangs who maybe utilize white power imagery or utilize like black power or like Chicano imagery, they're not always explicitly racist. They're racialist sometimes. They're not always explicitly racist in the way you might understand, like, a neo-Nazi to be racist. Like, yes, most of these guys probably have bad opinions about, like, members of other races, or, uh, of other races but they're also homies with, like, Latino gangbangers and shit. It's like the Sons of Anarchy. It's like the Sons of Anarchy. It's like, <laughs> it's like there's no honor among thieves, right? It's yeah. like this stuff, I guess what I mean is like prison gang culture and Peckerwood gang culture is a very specific prison gang and, and, and street gang culture thing is like um, there are all sorts of treaties and alliances and friendships that are cross-racial in these groups as long as they're mutually beneficial to one another and like they're not like racial separatists it's like tied up in many many decades of american like prison gang culture and it's really hard to parse and dissect so it just I, sounds I, exhausting it is but i know a lot about it because i have a broken mind but uh so i wouldn't i would not class classify this as white power hip-hop um, it is white hip-hop. It is Peckerwood hip-hop. It is prison gang Peckerwood hip-hop. 
is not white power hip hop. So we're still on the search for true white power hip hop. It's definitely out it's there. It's definitely out there. In fact, somebody just showed it to me like a couple nights ago or something. Somebody there somebody mentioned to me like a vice a vice article. Um are are you watching the the nah, second video, yeah, it's just an MM's commercial. Oh, okay, just an MM's commercial. Yeah. Um, so there you go. We're still on, we're still on the hunt for true white power, yeah. um, hip hop, and, and maybe I'll do some independent research and come to the table with something at the top of next episode. Yeah. Okay, so we got uh, we got another text from our boy Trey. Dear boys, Trey again with two quick anecdotes. Last summer in the Hellfest catering room, we were sitting adjacent to Watain. It kind of felt like they were purposefully trying to look dark and brooding, which was funny by itself. <laughs> but then TJ, who was very drunk, went into a whole tirade about how bad Watain is and called the vocalist a little Nazi on account of his Lilliputian stature and fondness for fascist imagery. And he may or may not have also used some language <laughs> that I wouldn't type out for public consumption. Yeah, that sounds like TJ. He looked very upset but remained silent, so TJ blew him a kiss. It was very funny. And many years ago, we were playing a show in Houston, Texas at Fitzgerald's down downstairs upstairs that night was none other than father john misty about three quarters <laughs> through uh Yauch's set a venue representative came downstairs and told us we had to pause the show because the sound was bleeding into the upstairs room so we paused the show for two fucking hours while he played we were able to resume the show at about 11 p.m to approximately eight percent of the original attendees fuck that music to play over the speakers at target ass dude hope he twists his ankle and it takes the better part of four months to recover but once every other week he steps kind of funny and tweaks it to the point where it bothers him for an hour or so and that never goes away follow-up message i thought about the first story because eric from watain is a very short boy like homie from abrupt there you go yeah yeah yep for sure did i i don't know that we get, came back around to that or if we got to it on the episode but the lore around the abruptum thing it from abruptum yeah more specifically the lore that like because he is a little tiny man yeah um but there was like uh there was the mythos, the sort of apocryphal story around it was that they kidnapped a gypsy dwarf and uh, two words you're not supposed to use anymore. Uh, they kidnapped a gypsy dwarf, th dwarf, their verbiage, and tortured him, tied him down and tortured him and recorded the screams. And that was how they produced the vocals for the abruptum recordings. Oh, okay. Right. So okay. that's the, 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 the apocryphal tale. Right. Uh, really, it was just a little man. A little racist man. <laughs> a little racist man. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So this one, okay, I saw this this come in earlier this week. Oh, can I can I just say for a second how much I would have loved to be in the room with TJ oh, antagonizing God, the guy from Wittane? Yeah, that's like our that's like our fantasy, your fantasy specifically that I adopted later of moving next door to Scott Zaster, right, and just like harassing harassing him. Right, this is akin to that. Yeah. Like I would I'd love to be a fly on the wall, right, or a man in the room who is also. Laughing actively. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking about yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about TJ specifically. About TJ specifically. I oh, know exactly man. what he's saying. Yep. I know exactly how how he's saying it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure, dude. Fun times. Okay, so this text message came in earlier this week, and it popped up on my phone because I got the voice, the Google Voice app on my phone, and it was so esoteric and indecipherable to me that I already looked this up to save us the time of having to do it here on the air. So the text merely says. Nuka V is also SCP-3456. Spooky shit. That meant nothing to me, right? This is this is what this is what we call autism in action, which is when people just assume everybody else also has access to all the niche information that they hold in their brain at any given time. Uh. So I had I didn't know what the fuck that meant. So I typed in Nuka V SCP-3456 into Google. 
I can't remember what the SCP stands for off the top of my head. Uh, special containment procedures. Special containment procedures, right. So this is part of like an ongoing like collaborative storytelling wiki community okay. that basically builds upon like a internally consistent ever expanding lore that is kind of akin to like a delta green or like a lovecraftian horror universe in which there is a specific government or like black group that is responsible for containing uh extra dimensional interstellar and otherwise unexplainable creatures and phenomenon and documenting them mm -hmm. and it's like a collaborative wikipedia that's like a whole community of like presumably like you know uh dorks and nerds sure. who like do this sure and so that's what that's in reference to okay which without any context the amount of research i had to do to understand what the fuck that meant i put more work into that single text that single sentence fragment than i do into anything else in this entire show probably. i just googled scp three four five but six it, i did too but it took me like a bet the better part of like 15 minutes to be like but what is this is this because my immediate immediately i was like oh is this part of like a tabletop rpg it's like wait no this isn't a tabletop it's just people making shit up it's just people making shit up it's like it's Spooky like pasta. it's like creepypasta it's right creepypasta. yeah so yeah. it's it's literally like just people making shit it's creepypasta exactly it's it's nerdy creepypasta so that is all we've got for you this week. I have been striving to put housekeeping stuff at the front of the episode, but I always forget. I have to write it down. I always forget to remind you. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I need to start writing it down. Um, if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep your call brief, a minute and a half or under, or shoot us a text. If you want to send in music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. And if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I could explain to you what all the tiers give you, but actually, if you just go to the website, it'll tell you everything. And nobody's listening by now anyway, so it wouldn't behoove us. If you're this far in the show, you probably already give us money every every month. Thanks. Uh, so on that note, we'll wrap it up. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>